Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody. Luke's English Podcast is free. But if you would like to support me, then one of the ways you can do that is to send me a donation via my website. Donations can be sent using PayPal. It's very safe and secure, and it's probably the most sincere way that you can say thank you for doing these episodes. Okay, now let's get started with another new one, and here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Right. Hello, everybody. How are you? I hope you're well. I hope you're fine. Uh, Wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you happen to be doing at this moment in time while you're listening to Luke's English Podcast, because I expect that for most of you, you listen to these episodes while you're doing something else. Um, Although I suppose it's possible also that you would just sort of sit there and exclusively listen to this uh, without doing anything else. Maybe you're studying. You might be sitting there with a pen in your hand or your fingers on the keyboard and you might be uh, transcribing uh, what you're listening to here. But even then, you're, you're still doing something while listening. You know, you would be typing while listening to the, the episode. Um, I expect most of you are moving in some way. You're probably walking or in a car driving with this playing through your, the speakers, or you could be on public transport or something like that. You're moving around. In fact, you know, even if you're sitting still, you're still moving around, of course, because of the way the Earth is spinning through space. Uh, so it's impossible to do just this. I imagine that you're you're probably doing something else as well, whether you like it or not. Either you're sitting there, standing there, or something, um, even even just lying in bed, maybe, while listening to this. But anyway, whoever you are, and what, whatever you are, um, I hope that you're well, and um, I hope that you're you're happy that there's a new episode of Luke's English Podcast currently being played into your eardrums uh, right now. Um, in this episode, we're going to listen to some stand-up comedy by a popular British comedian called Tim Vine, which should be pretty challenging because he tells lots of puns and very fast jokes. Um, I'll come back to the subject of Tim, Bo- in Tim Vine in a little bit, uh, but before that, I would just like to tell you about a new competition that I'm launching today for listeners to this podcast. So this is the Luke's English Podcast photo competition. All right, so listen carefully because I'm now going to tell you all the details. Um, So this is the Luke's English Podcast photo competition. It's been a great year for Luke's English Podcast with loads of new episodes, All kinds of things have happened this year to me, and I've talked about a lot of them on the podcast. I've had lots of responses from you, my listeners, and the podcast is still going from strength to strength in terms of audience numbers. One of the things that has made it really great for me is that I've just had, I just have such awesome listeners from all over the planet. Um, And it's great for me to imagine people listening to my podcast in different situations, in different places all over the world. Uh, But I'd like to do more than just imagine those situations. I'd love to actually see them. I'd love to see what it's like for you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, while you're listening to this. 
Uh, I just think it would be really cool, in fact, if you, the listeners to this podcast, could all share photographs of your surroundings while listening to Luke's English podcast. What are your surroundings while you're listening to this? Maybe you're on a bus or train. Maybe you're in a car. Maybe you're just walking around. Maybe you're lying in bed. Maybe you're at home with your pets or a cup of tea. Maybe you're climbing a mountain. Maybe you're on the International Space Station orbiting the Earth or something like that. Um, Whoever you are, whatever you are, and whatever you're doing and wherever you are, then send me your photos, basically. I want you to take a photo that shows the situation that you're in while you're listening to Luke's English podcast, okay? Now, you might think, nah, you don't want to see pictures of my surroundings. Well, yes, I do, okay? I I really do. Even if you think it's boring, I want to see it. If you're on the bus, take a picture of the bus or your view from the window. If you're walking along a street, take a picture of the street so that we can see what it looks like. If you're on an alien spaceship, listening to this from outside the Earth's atmosphere, send me a photo of the spaceship. Or at least send me a photo of of your view of the Earth from a distance. Um, Basically, just take a picture of what you can see while you're listening, okay? And then send it to me. Um, There is just one rule um, in this competition. There's one rule, and the rule is this. The photo that you take has to contain something that shows that you're listening, okay? So include in the photograph something that shows that you're listening. So it could be, for example, the Luke's English Podcast logo, if you can somehow get the logo into the picture. Or it could even just be some headphones. Maybe there's a a headphone or a couple of headphones that you can just sort of dangle into the picture, Um Put your headphones in the in the picture, in the corner or something, just so that you can see that you're listening. Or maybe you can feature a screen, maybe your laptop screen or a, an iPad screen or, uh, or something like that with the logo on it um, or some other indication that you're listening, okay? Now, you don't have to include a picture of yourself. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. It's up to you. The main thing is that I want you to show us something that you can see in your surroundings while you're listening to Luke's English podcast, and your photograph should contain something that proves that you're listening. So if you're taking a photo of the street or the view from your hike in the mountains or the view from your window, just make sure that there's a headphone in the photo or somehow the Luke's English podcast logo or anything like that, or even just you there in the picture, like if it's a selfie, you could have a selfie of you with your headphones on listening. Um, But even just a headphone in the photograph is enough for me. And I'm saying that because I realise that many of you will listen to Luke's English podcast on the same device that you would use to take the photo. So it's no good if you're on the bus and you think, oh, I'll take a picture of me or I'll take a picture of the the the, the view from the bus with the Luke's English Podcast logo on my phone. And then you think, but, uh, oh, but wait a minute, I need to use the phone to take the photo. So even just a headphone in the picture or something like that, anything to show that you're listening to the podcast. Um, and uh, so once you've taken your photo, um, send your photo to me by email and uh, to which address, which email address should you use? Well, send your photos to podcastcomp at gmail.com. It's the same email address I've used for competitions and stuff in the past. Uh, podcastcomp at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, the closing date for photos, the closing date for entries in this competition is Friday the 15th of January 
at midnight London time. So that's Friday the 15th of January 2006 at midnight London time, which gives you roughly six weeks. I think it's enough time to take a photograph, considering it takes you just an instant to take a picture. Um, So this is a competition. You might be thinking, how do I win and what do I win? Well, First of all, the main reason that I'm doing this is because I just want to, I want people to share photographs of the situations that they're in. You know, I think it just would be really cool for me and for everyone else to be able to see all of the different pictures from around the world of people listening. I think that would just be amazing. Um, But uh, how do you win the competition? Well, when I've collected all the photos, what I will do is put them all up on the website. I'll, I'll put all your photos on a page on my website and then all of all of the Lepsters can then check out the photographs and they can vote for their favourite, okay? So there'll be like an opportunity for you to vote for your favourite picture. And then from those votes, I will pick three winners, okay? They'll be the, the number one spot and then the two runners up. So three winners. Um, basically, when you vote, you just vote for your favourite picture and that's it. I'll let you decide, you know, your criteria for for judging the photos, but just what which one is your favorite? That will be the question. And I'll pick the three winners and the the top winner, num- the number one place will get um you'll get a couple of prizes. I've got prizes to give away. Isn't that exciting? Yes, Luke, it's very exciting. Good. I'm glad you agree with me. Um so what are the prizes you you might be thinking? Well, um let's see. Basically the the runners up the runners-up are going to get Luke's English Podcast mugs. Yeah, that's right. Luke's English Podcast mugs that you can use to drink your tea and coffee. Uh, you could you could use Luke's English Podcast mugs to drink other liquids, um, hot chocolate, uh, water even. Uh, you could fill it with, with whiskey, vodka or brandy or beer or wine or milk, or Coca-Cola. Just name a liquid, basically. You can put it in a, in a Luke's English podcast mug. You know, Luke's English podcast mugs work just like any other mug would work, except they're even better. Why? Because they've got a Luke's English podcast logo on the front. That's why. And statistics, completely made-up statistics, have proven that you will learn and retain far more information, including English vocabulary and grammar rules, if you do it while consuming a hot beverage from a Luke's English podcast mug. Normal mugs, no, the information doesn't stay in your head. But if you do it while you're drinking from a a Luke's English podcast mug, then up to 85% more information can be retained. And just bear in mind that um, 76.4% of all statistics are just made up on the spot, okay? Including that one I just created about, uh, you know, Luke's English podcast mugs. But it's 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 true, okay? There's no actual evidence for it, but it is true. Anyway, what I'm saying is the, the runners-up will get a Luke's English podcast mug each, and it will be sent to you at your address. Wow. Uh, but what does the winner get? The winner will get a Luke's English podcast mug plus another gift of the winner's choice. So that could be another mug or a Luke's English podcast t-shirt or a Luke's English podcast bag. Okay? So runners-up will get a mug each. The winner will get a mug and and another gift that they want. And those things will be sent direct to your door by the magic of of post, postage. Okay? Uh, By the way, ladies and gents, if you want to get a Luke's English Podcast mug or T-shirt or bag or anything, you can do it by going to the Luke's English Podcast merchandise shop 
Um, and you can find that on my website. Just go to the go to the website. You know it. Uh, what is it? It's, it's not teacherluke.podomatic.com. No, that's ancient history. And it's not even Luke's English. It's not even teacherluke.wordpress.com either. Although, to be honest, that will work. No, it's just teacherluke.co.uk. Go there and uh, uh, you'll see. Well, there should be an image of the, of a Luke's English podcast mug on the front page. And if you click that, it'll take you to the shop. Otherwise, just click where it's um, just hot. It's not easy to find the shop, I'll be honest with you. But just hover the mouse over the word stuff in the menu and then you'll see the word shop. And that's how you find it. OK. All right. So you can you can buy this, the stuff if you want and have it delivered to you. Otherwise, if you want to get a free one, just enter this competition with a cool photograph and you could win a mug or, or even more than that, a T-shirt or a bag with a Luke's English podcast logo on it. OK. Right. So start taking some photos. Do it now. Like you could do it now. If you've got your phone with you, if you've got a camera there, just do it now. Uh, Take your photos to show us what it's like, where you are uh, while you're listening to the podcast. And feel free to get creative. All right. Feel free to be creative. You can you can do whatever you want. Um, You can you know, you can take just a really boring photograph. You can just take any quick picture um, just something that shows us what it's like where you are when you listen. Uh, even if it's like the back of someone's head, if it's just there's a person sitting next to you, just take a photo of the back of the person's head. Try to make sure that the photo is silent, okay? Don't go because the person's going to go, what are you doing? You're taking a photo of the back of my head. Uh-uh. That's if you're in Manchester. I don't know why you would be in Manchester. Maybe you are. If you're in Manchester, take the take a photo of the back of someone's head and then take a photo of your head after they've punched your teeth down your throat. Uh, don't be careful, all right? You know, obviously use your discretion. Don't take photos of people if it's going to make them mad, especially if you are in some very rough part of northern England. Anyway, um, just make sure that you insert something in the photo to show that you're listening, okay? And I want a real picture, not a faked one. Don't use Photoshop to fake it. Uh, I want to, I want you to show that you were really there in that place and that you had your headphones with you, okay? Right. Those are the rules of the competition. I'll I'll mention it again in the in the future. But starting now, you got six weeks. Uh, the competition closes on the fifteenth of January two thousand and sixteen. Send your photos to me podcastcomp at gmail.com podcastcomp p-o-d-c-a-s-t-c-o-m-p at gmail.com all right excellent a couple of other things I want to say before we properly get started and that is um, the mailing list mailing list okay I have a mailing list on my website Um, and from messages that I receive from my listeners it seems that some of you out there Uh, just can't wait for me to upload new episodes. And you keep going to my page, you know, again and again, just to see if there's new content there. Um, Some of you are just desperate for new episodes. So you're just constantly refreshing the website to wait for new episodes to come up. Well, you don't need to do that. In fact, there's a really simple way of of getting around that problem. And you, you can just join the email mailing list. And then you will get an email whenever I post a new episode onto the website, all right? Um, It's really simple. On my website, near the top uh, of the page, on the right, 
sort of near the top on the right, there's a field that says subscribe by email and just enter your email address there and click confirm. Okay, it's not rocket science. It's pretty simple. Click confirm after you've put your email address in. Then you'll receive an email from, from me and the email will say, congratulations, you've, you've joined the mailing list. Just click activate to confirm. Okay, so you'll receive an email. You need to activate the uh, the service from that email, and then Bob's your uncle. You'll get a new you'll get an email every time I post a new episode of the podcast or some other stuff. Sometimes I post things that uh, are not in my podcast RSS feed, and they're exclusives little bits of content for the people who visit my website. So that includes little messages from me, letters. Um, and little video things from time to time. Don't worry, I'm not going to fill your inbox with spam. No, I hate spam. I won't be spamming you. It'll just be the occasional uh, message to say, I've uploaded a new episode, or here's a new episode, or here's a little message from me, something like that. Okay, right. So uh, subscribe to the email mailing list. Um, Another thing, I just want to tell you the top 10 countries my top 10 countries this week by uh, by plays, by downloads or plays. So these are the countries where, these are the countries that have been listening to Luke's English podcast the most. And this is the top 10. Okay. I wonder, is your country in the top 10? Let's find out. So uh, t- in 10th position this week, this is over the last seven days, and this is the number of plays in these countries. So in seventh position, we have South Korea. And uh, South Korea have clocked in 3,038 listens in in the last week. Uh, That's South Korea. Then we have Italy in ninth position. Moving to Europe there. Italy are uh, uh, still in the top 10, as they have been for many years, uh, with a total of 4,068 listens or downloads in the last seven days. In at eighth position, rather surprisingly, perhaps, is the United States of America. Um, because obviously they need to learn English as well. (laughs) I'm just joking. Um, yeah, I've got lots of listeners in the United States. I suppose there's lots of people in the USA who don't have English as a first language. And so they, they listen to this because they, they want to sort of get a taste of, uh, the Queen's English, uh, you might say, or BBC English, or at least British English. And, uh, in the United States, I've had 4,570 listens over the last seven days. Um, Holding strong in in the uh, in the top ten here in seventh place is Poland, uh, a consistent uh, high uh, ranking country for Luke's English podcast. And um, in Poland, I've had four thousand seven hundred and forty listens in the last uh, seven days. Um, and sticking around in Europe, we have Germany. Um, in sixth place, and the Germans have listened to my podcast 5,588 times in the last seven days. Um, we're still in Europe here, in, in fifth place, kind of in Europe, kind of near Europe, next to Europe. You know who I'm talking about? Well, of course, it's the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, the UK. And the UK is in fifth place with 6,175 people um, or 6,175 listens over the last seven days. Hello. Hello to those of you who are in my wonderful country. It's nice there, isn't it? It's a bit cold, admittedly. Yes, and it does rain. Well, it rains fairly regularly. And okay, the food might not be as good as it is in your country. I don't know where you're from, but um, come on. You know, it's good, isn't it? In the UK, it's all right. It's nice. We've got a good sense of humour. 
you know, we're, we're basically nice people. Anyway, that's the United Kingdom, 6,175 listens. Um, in fourth place, and uh, this is a strong country for Luke's English podcast. I've got lots of listeners in this, in this, in this part of the world. We're still in Europe, but uh, this is Spain. Uh, country number four, Spain, 7,434 listens in Spain. Um, hola, como estas? Um, that that's almost the extent of my Spanish. I do speak some more. I could say, donde esta los sombreros, as you may know, which means, where are the hats? Because you, you need to know where hats are when you're in a foreign country, right? That's, that's, that's the emergency power phrase that I've learned in Spanish. Excuse me. Hello. How are you? Good. Now we've got the uh, formalities out of the way. Where are the hats? I don't know why I know that. I really don't know why that's the phrase that sticks in my mind. But for some reason, I imagine that when I go to Spain, I will need a hat. Maybe because it's hot and sunny. I don't know. Anyway, Spain are in fourth place. In third place, and this is a, this is a fairly new development for Luke's English podcast. Because this country doesn't always feature in, in the list, but they've jumped in in recent weeks. And I'm talking about none other than China. China has arrived on the Luke's English podcast scene. And China is in third place. And they've racked up 10,428 listens in the last seven days. It seems that Luke's English podcast is is catching on in China. That's awesome. Hello, China. I've uh, Ni hao. I suppose that's how I say hello. Uh, it's great to have you on board. And I, I've, I've noticed that I've been getting more and more messages from, from Chinese listeners. And what's interesting about that is that there are no Chinese visitors to Luke's English Podcast, the website. I get virtually no website visits from China. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because my website isn't available in China. I don't know. But anyway, uh, plenty of people are starting to listen to Luke's English Podcast in China. So if you're in China, hello. It's nice to have you with us. Um in second place, who do you think it is? Well, it is my former host nation, Japan, and they they've just beaten China by like less than oh god, how many? It's less than 20 listens. So, Japan have got 10,443 listeners, not listeners, 10,443 listens or plays or downloads in the last 7 days. Hello Japan, konnichiwa. Uh, genki desu ka? Um, it's great to, great to know that there are people in Japan listening to Luke's English podcast because, you know, I've got a soft spot for Japan after having lived there for several years. And uh, I just, I like, I like Japanese stuff. I like your food. I like the people. Uh, I like your sense of humor. your funny people. I like your manga. And uh, I don't like Natto. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't get converted to, to Natto. All right. I know that I know it's great. I know that natto is brilliant and it's it's very healthy, but sorry, no. You ha- you can't convince me that that stuff is good. I I know that you love it and there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's wonderful and I'm sure it's very healthy, but sorry, no. Just I I don't know. Give me some of that purple bean sweet bean stuff. I like that. I'm not sure about the natto. So, you know, when you when you're having your mochi on New Year's Day, have it with the with the purple sweet bean paste stuff um, and think of me, okay? If you've got natto out there and it's all stringy and smelly, no, keep that to yourself. Um, I'll have the, the purple sweet bean stuff and I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, all right, hello Japan. And who is in 
at number one? Well, it is, of course, Russia. There you are, Russia, with 12,254 listens in the last uh, seven days. Russia there, strong, still at number one, holding the, the, the top spot at the moment. Um, and I've got loads of listeners in Russia, so hello to you all. Um, it's lovely to have you with me. Um, now, do, is your if your country is not in that list, and there are some notable countries missing, including Ukraine, uh, including Brazil. Come on, Brazil, where are you? Where are you? Come on, Ukraine. And, and all those other countries, all those other South American nations, not to mention France, for goodness sake, in Europe, and, and so many other countries. I'm sorry if I don't mention your name. But you know what? Do you want your country to go up in the list? If you do want your country up in the list, then you've got to tell your friends about Luke's English Podcast, okay? Spread the word. Get your country in the top 10. And if you're not satisfied with your position, you know what to do. Tell your friends and raise uh, the number of listens from your country. Okay. Right. I'm going to now play, play a little bleepy noise to show that that's the end of this part of the podcast and I'm going to move on to the next part. Here is your little bleepy noise. Okay. So here we go. Now let's move on to the, the main subject of this episode after, geez, after 23 minutes. Um, all right. So anyway, this one, the main topic here is British comedy, Tim Vine. Okay, Tim Vine. Have you ever heard of Tim Vine before? I think you might have done because I've I've talked about Tim Vine and you may have heard a little bit of Tim Vine on this podcast before when I talked about jokes. So anyway, who is Tim Vine? Well, Tim Vine is a British stand-up comedian who's famous for doing lots of one-liners. One-liners. These are one-line jokes, like very quick, fast little jokes. He's one of the UK's favourite stand-up comedians. Um... His jokes are all clean and family-friendly with no rude language or explicit content. Um, he's a self-deprecating, cheeky chappy who makes everyone laugh. Um, and the thing that makes Tim Vine different and special is that he always does, in his comedy routines, he always does a succession of one-line jokes. It's just joke after joke after joke after joke, and often they don't relate to each other at all. It's just a relentless and rapid stream of unrelated gags and puns. Just joke, 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 okay? British audiences love him, but I wonder what you will think of his comedy. I think to an extent, Tim Vine's comedy is quite challenging for non-native speakers of English. And by that, I mean that he's the sort of guy that if you're a learner of English... Okay, imagine this situation. You're a learner of English. You might be watching TV with a group of native English speakers and Tim Vine will come on the TV and all the native speakers in the room, let's say you're with an English family or some English friends or something like that, all the native speakers that you're with, all of them will suddenly say, oh, oh I love Tim Vine. He's so funny. Oh, you've got to check this out. Come on, listen to this. You'll love this. All his jokes are just so clever and so brilliant. They're all based on double meanings and wordplay. You're going to love it. Okay, and then you watch Tim Vine's comedy set on the TV or the computer or whatever, and he tells joke after joke after joke, and the audience on TV is all loving it. They're, you know, they're all falling off their chairs laughing, uh, and you know, all the people in the room with you, they're all laughing and they're going on about how great he is. But to you, for you, you're just sitting there, and as far as you're concerned, he's just saying lots of really quick little sentences without pronouncing the words properly. And he's, he, all, he, he seems to be acting like a total amateur. He's like walking around all, on stage, uh, looking embarrassed. He looks all shy and apologetic on stage. And you think, 
is this some sort of amateur? I can't believe these people, these English people, find this guy so funny. What's wrong with everyone? Or maybe it's me. What's wrong with me? Why don't I find him funny when everyone else does? Well, of course, there's nothing wrong with anyone. No, it's just a language and culture gap that might stop you from enjoying his jokes. And it's a big pity if you don't enjoy his jokes because there's lots of joy and pleasure to be gained from watching Tim Vine do his comedy. Really, it's just great. So in this episode, I'm going to do something a bit ambitious. I'm going to try to help you understand and enjoy one of Tim Vine's comedy performances. We're going to listen to about 10 minutes of Tim Vine's act probably about 10 minutes, and then I'll break it down and help you understand exactly what he's saying and why the audience is laughing. Um, And if you laugh at his jokes too, then fantastic, all right? That's wonderful. If laughter happens, then great, success has been achieved. If laughter doesn't happen, then also that's no problem because we'll still have success because I will explain the language and you'll just learn some really natural English, okay? So either you're going to laugh or you're going to learn and maybe you're going to laugh and learn at the same time. I expect that while we listen to Tim Vine, some of you will start thinking, you'll start having doubts and you'll start thinking, you'll start thinking things like this. Well, you'll start thinking, oh, this just isn't funny. Well, let me say this, all right? Let me just say this, just to be, just to make you absolutely certain Uh, Tim Vine definitely is funny. Okay, that's a fact. And many people agree with me. In fact, I think that the only reason that someone won't find him funny is because they just don't get the jokes. They don't understand the words and phrases that are being used. And they're just not familiar enough with the language to get the joke instantly. Okay, I think that's the only reason that anyone would not find him funny. I think it it would be because of the language gap or maybe a bit of a cultural gap as well. Because Tim Vine is not offensive. He's not rude. He's a lovely man who just wants to make people laugh. There's no other reason for not liking him and his show other than the fact you just don't understand clearly what he's saying and where he's coming from. Um, and, And okay, just in case you weren't convinced, here are a few extra facts to prove my point. All right. Um, First of all, Tim Vine is the holder of the Guinness World Record for most jokes told in an hour. He told 499 jokes in an hour. And the success criteria for that world record is that the jokes had to receive a laugh from the audience. Every single joke had to get a laugh. And if the joke didn't get a laugh, it wasn't counted. So in one hour, he got 499 jokes that got laughs in an hour. Wow, that's like over eight jokes in a minute. That's impressive. Um, He has won the Joke of the Year award twice, and that is the prize for the best joke at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And as you know, the Edinburgh Edinburgh Fringe Festival is perhaps the world's biggest and most well-respected comedy festival in in the English-speaking world. Um, So there's that. So the, the world record, the Joke of the Year twice, and also... My mum and dad are both huge fans of Tim Vine. Um, They went to see one of his live shows and they absolutely loved it. And you should know, of course, that my parents have exceptional taste in almost all things. So you can't argue with that, can you? You can't argue with world records, joke of the year awards and simply the the opinion of my mum and dad. No. And if, if you disagree with that, then, well, that's your that's your problem, isn't it? Now. Um, 
yeah, if you don't find those, if you don't, if those three things don't convince you that Tim Vine is funny, then I don't know what will. Okay, so now that we've agreed, <laughs> now that I've tried to convince you that Tim Vine is definitely funny, and that if you don't find him funny, then it's because of language. Now let's listen to Tim telling some jokes, and then we'll work on closing that linguistic and cultural gap. Hopefully the result will be that your understanding of English will significantly raise in the process, uh, even if it requires a bit of work. In fact, this could be the perfect test-teach-test model for learning English. Um, Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to understand any of this or understand any of his jokes. I'm sure that many of you will get a lot of the jokes without any problem. But honestly, I think that if you're not proficient at English, then you will struggle to get all of them. And watch out. Don't assume that you've understood the joke because you understood the words. There's always a double meaning. Okay, right. So that's, that's my introduction I think the best thing to do now is just get started and we're going to listen to, I think, the first three minutes of Tim Vine's um, performance. And this is from um, uh, a stand-up routine that he did on a, on a TV show called One Night Stand, which is a very popular stand-up comedy show, which is on national British TV. It's on a TV channel called Dave. Yeah, Dave. That's the name of the channel. Um and uh, so let's listen to about three minutes of Tim Vine's comedy routine from One Night Stand on Dave. And I'm just going to play it to you. If you don't understand any of this, don't worry. I will pause this in about three minutes' time and I'll explain stuff for you. Okay? So here's Tim Vine. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome onto the stage the magnificent, the hilarious, Mr. Tim Vine. <laughs> my internal organs. <laughs> now, this bloke said to me, he said, I'm going to dress up as a small island off the coast of Italy. I said, don't be so silly. <laughs> I think a parachute jump was the scariest thing that I have ever, ever refused to do. Actually, I did once do a parachute jump, and of course they attach you to the instructor, don't they? And you jump out together. So I was in this aeroplane, they attached me to this bloke, and we jumped out, and it was really frightening, because halfway down, he said, how long have you been an instructor? (laughs) But we've all heard the theory that people look like they're pets. Well, tonight, I'm going to test that theory out. You, sir, have you got a llama? (laughs) Just so you know, whoever's sitting there, I always say, have you got a llama? (laughs) I just got lucky tonight. to Sooty's barbecue and I had a sweepstake. <laughs> and I met the man who invented windowsills. What a ledge. <laughs> and this antique dealer came up to me. He said, what do you think of the Chinese dynasty? I said, it was very badly dubbed. <laughs> I said, I'm going to open a shop in Saudi Arabia. He said, Dubai. I said, just Ansel. <laughs> But you know, my grandfather was a very controversial artist. Yeah, he designed the lions in Trafalgar Square. It doesn't sound very cutting edge, but at the time, that really put the cat amongst the pigeons. (laughs) So I said to this New Zealand bloke, I said, I'm going to a Swedish furniture shop. He said, does it look like Ikea? (laughs) I said, I'm going to buy some furniture polish. He said, pledge? I said, I'll give you my word. So this is all very well, but when do we get to sing with you, Tim? Well, the answer is now. I'm actually totally deaf. I never thought I'd myself say that. <laughs> this song is called Subtraction. Take it away. <laughs> Hit the music, please. 
I already know the one dance. It's easy. 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 It's easy, easy, easy. It's easy, easy, easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. Blah, that was hard work, wasn't it? All right, then. So that was, uh, let's see, that was about three minutes worth of Tim Vine. Are you okay? Yeah, you're all right? You're still with me? Okay, now, um, let's go back through that and go through those jokes one by one, all right? Now, if you already got those jokes, if you got all of them, then, well, sorry, if I'm telling things, if I'm telling you things that you already know, then I'm sorry. But, you know, I'm assuming that you didn't get all of them. I'd be like, I don't think I'm giving you a disservice if I say that I think you probably didn't get all of them. I think you've got to be pretty damn good and pretty fast to have got every single joke. But let's go through them again and we'll see uh, see what actually happened. What did he actually say? Why, why were the audience laughing? Let's find out. Okay, so we're going to begin with, well, at the beginning you hear some music and okay, there are a couple of visual things that you're missing. So you I, I, I suggest, in fact, that you visit the page for this episode on teacherluke.co.uk because you will find this video uh, embedded there and you can just check it, check out the video and you can see his physical movements because, um, he's a, you know, he's very funny. His facial expressions and his body language are part of the act and he's he's quite self-deprecating. Uh, by self-deprecating, I mean that he's he doesn't take himself seriously. And actually, I think that's a really important part of uh, British comedy and British life in general. I think we don't take ourselves too seriously and we like to make ourselves the object of, a, of our jokes. We don't mind if if sort of we, we make fun of ourselves and, and that's kind of an important part of, of our sort of personality, I think. Um, but he's quite self-deprecating and you can tell in his body language, uh, he kind of tells these jokes and then he's sort of like has this slightly guilty look on his face uh, as if he's kind of uh, just done something slightly naughty and he's just getting away with it. So I think Tim Vine, by the way, is fully aware and and the audience also is completely aware that these jokes are pretty stupid, really. They're pretty crap. Um, you know, they, they, they're not like super intelligent statements about the human condition or anything like that. No. In fact, on their own, one by one, these jokes, they don't really have much value. But it's when the jokes come in a sequence, one by one, relentlessly, and they just come and come and come relentlessly, like over time, they come so fast and they build into a rhythm. And you don't really get a chance to think about how silly and how sort of pointless and stupid these jokes are. You just laugh at the pun, you laugh at the wordplay, and you laugh at the the way that he's leading you in one direction, then immediately sort of bringing you into another direction. There's like some little unexpected surprises. Um, and, and you laugh at that and then immediately the next joke comes along and it just keeps going like that. I mean, my mum and dad saw him live, as I said, and they said that an hour of that, 
an hour of just joke, 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 joke. No time to think, no time to really pause. It's just, it becomes surreal in its hilarity, apparently, after an hour. And, you know, in, uh, by the end of the show, your sides are, uh, are hurting. Your, your face hurts because you've been laughing so much. Um, I think that is part of the enjoyment. And, and, and if you don't understand the jokes... Uh, or if you think about the individual jokes too much, then that can kill the fun. So, as I've said on the podcast before, analysing the jokes like this probably is the best way to kill the humour. But anyway, uh, that's exactly what I'm going to do now. Um, so, let's uh, let's hear the first thing you said. So, first of all, you hear music, right? All that stuff. And what you can't see is that he's sort of seems to be playing his own body like a keyboard. He's like running his fingers up and down his chest as if he's a keyboard, okay? So he's like running his fingers up and down his chest and then he says this. Let's hear it for my internal organs. <laughs> All right, let's hear it for my internal organs. You probably didn't hear that very well. Let me hear it played again. Let's hear it for my internal organs. <laughs> let's hear it for... Okay. All right. Now, this is the challenging bit where I have to try and explain everything he's saying. If you say, let's hear it for something, it's a way of sort of um, inviting the audience to applaud something. So, for example, if you're a comedian and you take the stage and the host of the show, you know, the host of the show invites you on and you take the stage and you take the microphone, you will probably say, let's hear it for, you know, like, let's hear it for Paul Taylor. And Paul Taylor gets, you know, everyone claps and applauds for Paul Taylor. So it's like a way of saying, let's hear some noise or, you know, put your hands together for Paul Taylor. In this case, it's like, let's hear it for my internal organs. Oh, God. So his internal organs. And you heard these sounds of organs and uh, he was playing his body. So as if he's got organs in his body. But of course, internal organs. So the joke is on the word organs. Organs means things like your heart, your liver, your kidneys. But also or an organ is something you play. Okay, let's hear it for my internal organs. Yes, okay, here comes the next one. This bloke said to me, he said, I'm going to dress up as a small island off the coast of Italy. This bloke said to me, I'm going to dress up as as a small island off the coast of Italy. All right, I'm going to dress up as a small island on the coast of Italy. Which island is that? You might be thinking, which island? All right, I'm going to dress up as a small island on just off the coast of Italy. I'm going to dress up as something. So I'm going to, you know, wear clothes that make me look like something. I'm going to dress up as a vampire. I'm going to dress up as a cowboy. I'm going to dress up as a small island off the coast of Italy. So I'm going to dress up as a small island off the coast of Italy. I said, don't be so silly. Don't be so silly. Uh-huh, do you get it? Don't be Sicily. Don't be Sicily. Don't be so silly. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm going to dress up as a small island off the coast of Italy. Don't be so silly. All right. I think a parachute jump was the scariest thing that I have ever, ever refused to do. I think a parachute jump is the scariest thing that I've ever, ever refused to do. So, okay, the joke there is that you expect him to say... I think a parachute jump is the scariest thing that I've ever, ever done, right? But in fact, he switches it at the last minute and he says, I think a parachute jump is the scariest thing that I've ever, ever refused to do. So in fact, he didn't do the parachute jump uh, in the end. So it's like a little, uh, what do you call it? Uh, It's like a switch, a switch there at the end. (laughs) I think a parachute jump was the scariest thing that I have ever, ever refused to do. (laughs) 
actually, I did once do a parachute jump, and of course they attach you to the instructor, don't they? And you jump out together. So I was in this aeroplane, they attached me to this bloke, and we jumped out, and it was really frightening because. Right, so uh, I did a parachute jump once, and oh, what did he say? And you jump out together. So in this. All right, all right. So he's talking about doing a parachute jump, and uh, he's saying that you know they they strap you to the instructor, and so um, you know I was there in the plane, and they strapped me to this bloke, uh, meaning they you know they they attached me to this this man, and um, and you you imagine that the man that they strapped into was the instructor, but it turns out that in fact. Uh, neither of them was the instructor so that's the joke you expect the guy he was strapped to to be the instructor but then that guy says to Tim he says um, so are you the instructor something like that okay. <laughs> I think a parachute jump was the scariest thing that I have ever ever refused to do <laughs> Actually, I did once do a parachute jump, and of course they attach you to the instructor, don't they? And you jump out together. So I was in this aeroplane, they attached me to this bloke, and we jumped out, and it was really frightening, because halfway down, he said, how long have you been an instructor? <laughs> All right, so there you go. Again, you expect the guy he's attached to to be the instructor, but then the, the guy turns to Tim and says, so how long have you been an instructor? Uh, revealing that uh, neither of them is the instructor and they're both plummeting towards the earth. Uh, so it's just two guys strapped to each other and neither of them knows probably how to pull the rip cord and all that stuff. Okay, here comes the next one. <laughs> but we've all heard the theory that people look like their pets. Well, tonight I'm going to test that theory out. You, sir, have you got a llama? <laughs> we've all heard the theory that people look like their pets. You've heard that theory, right? People look like their pets. We've all heard uh, that theory that people look like their pets. Well, tonight, I'm going to test that theory out. Okay, I'm going to, like, test the theory. And then he points at a guy in the audience and he says, You, sir, have you got a llama? All right, suggesting that the guy he's pointing to looks like a llama. So it's basically his way of saying, you look like a llama. Uh, what's a llama? Well, I mean, they're what? They're, where, they're from South America, right? They're from Peru. The best way I can describe a llama is, like, imagine a, a sheep, a big sheep with a really long neck. It's like a cross between a camel and a sheep, something like that. That's a llama. And llamas look pretty funny, don't they? I mean, they look pretty, pretty ridiculous. They've got a long neck and a funny face. So basically, he's saying, you look like a llama to this guy in the audience. Uh, but without saying it directly, suggesting it, it's, it's funnier. Yes, well, tonight, I'm going to test that theory out. You, sir, have you got a llama? <laughs> Just so you know, whoever's sitting there, I always say, have you got a llama? <laughs> Just so you know, whoever's sitting there, I always say, have you got a llama? You know, revealing that he actually does that every every time. It doesn't matter who's sitting in that seat. He always says, have you got a llama? So he's kind of uh, just revealing that uh, this particular man doesn't look like a llama. Uh, but now he's going to then switch it back and, 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 and in fact, uh, turn it round again. Just so you know, whoever's sitting there, I always say, have you got a llama? <laughs> I just got lucky tonight. <laughs> so I just got lucky tonight, which obviously means that uh, even though he always says, have you got a llama, to whoever is sitting in that seat, the, in this particular time, he got lucky because the guy, in fact, does look like a llama. Hilarious. Lucky tonight. <laughs> so I went to Sooty's barbecue and I had a sweepstake. <laughs> Right, now, I, I, I think that's probably unlikely that you, you got that one because you need to have some cultural knowledge to get that. So I went to Sooty's Barbecue and I had a sweepstake. 
<laughs> okay, it's not the best joke. It's really not a very great joke. But um, okay, Sooty was a, a kids. It, Sooty was a kids TV show in the UK, and Sooty is like this little puppet. Is like a, a really cute little bear. Uh, hand puppet, glove puppet, bear. Sooty was the main character and he was like this little bear, hand puppet. And then Sooty's best friend was called Sweep and Sweep was a dog. All right, so uh, Sooty and Sweep, they were the two characters. And they were really cute and really fun and we all watched Sooty and Sweep when we were kids for years growing up. So I went to Sooty's barbecue and I had a Sweep steak Oh, it's a terrible joke. It's a really terrible joke. <laughs> Basically, what he means is that he ate a sweep steak. Means he had a a steak made out of sweep. So he they ate sweep. But I mean, a sweep steak is also something else. A sweep steak is a is like when you gamble on something. It's when, for example, you might have a World Cup sweep steak. That's where everyone puts money in. Everyone puts in some money and they take a team randomly. And if your team wins, then you take all the money. That's a sweepstake. It's a fun thing that you do at a party or with, with your friends or in the office or something like that. A sweepstake. Uh, in this case, he's talking about a sweep. What kind of steak? It was a sweepstake, meaning a steak made out of the dog sweep. Okay, never mind. Never mind. It's not a fantastically brilliant joke. Uh, <laughs> Just so you know, whoever's sitting there, I always say, have you got a llama? <laughs> I just got lucky tonight. <laughs> so I went to Sooty's barbecue and I had a sweepstake. <laughs> I think the, the reason the audience is laughing at that is because it's just so, so quick and such a sort of surprise change. You know, I went to Sooty's barbecue and I had a sweepstake. It's so quick and you move in a sudden direction and it's so quickly revealed that, in fact, they ate sweep. Um, that it's just immediately fun. And then he quickly moves on to the next one in order to cover up the fact that, actually, you shouldn't think about it too much. It's not really that clever. So here's the next one. <laughs> and I met the man who invented windowsills. What a ledge. <laughs> I met the man who invented windowsills. What a ledge. Okay, right. So this is the expression, what a ledge. And that means what a legend. So if you, if you think someone is great, you can say, oh, what a legend. Okay, meaning he's a legend, he's fantastic, he's great. What a ledge, meaning what a legend. But also a ledge is another word for a windowsill. So what's a windowsill? Well, on the outside of your window or the inside, you'll find a little sort of um, a ledge. And it's like, um, well, um, it's like a little platform or a shelf just under the window. You can put, you know, a plant pot on it or a flower flower pot or something on the window ledge. So a little shelf just under the window. That's a window ledge. Um, okay, so I just, I met the man who invented window sills. That's a window sill. It's the same thing as a window ledge. I met the man who invented window sills. What a ledge. And this antique dealer came up to me. He said, what do you think of the Chinese dynasty? I said, it was very badly dubbed. <laughs> What do you think of the Chinese dynasty? Well, it was very badly dubbed. So he was an antiques dealer. What do you think of the Chinese dynasty? And we think that he's talking about a period in history, you know, like the Ming, the Ming period when they made like those amazing vases, you know? Um, so, you know, it's an antiques dealer. Um, um, what, do you, what do you think of the Chinese dynasty? So we think he's talking about a period of antiques history. In fact... It turns out what he means is, what did you think of the Chinese version of a television program, which was called Dynasty? 
Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dynasty, but it was a, a, a famous American TV show that was on TV during the 1980s. Dynasty. Everybody knows Dynasty in the UK and in America. Um, so what did you think of the Chinese Dynasty? And he said, well, it was very badly dubbed. Okay, you could imagine that if the Chinese um, if the Chinese did a version of Dynasty, that it would be it would have dubbing. Maybe it would be the original the original American version, but they'd add Chinese language over the top. And in fact, I guess this is also informed by the idea that movies, Chinese movies from the eighties or Chinese TV from the eighties that we saw in the UK was often very badly dubbed. Like, for example, Chinese kung fu movies. Uh, and we we all watched a lot of kung fu movies from Hong Kong and, and stuff, and they were always really badly dubbed. And by that, I mean that the voices would be recorded over the top. And so the movement of the person's mouth and the, the, the speaking that you would hear would be completely out of synchronization. And so you get these terribly dubbed movies. So that's it, really. What did you think of the Chinese dynasty? Well, it was very badly dubbed. Okay. I said, I'm going to open a shop in Saudi Arabia. He said, Dubai. I said, just don't tell. I'm going to open it. Well, okay, this is actually factually inaccurate because Dubai is not in Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's in the United Arab Arab Emirates, isn't it? Dubai. But basically, I, I I'm going to open a shop in uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, Dubai, meaning in Dubai, and in fact, it sounds like do you buy? All right. So Dubai means Dubai the city and Dubai meaning do you buy. I'm going to open a shop in the Middle East. Oh, Dubai. Yeah, and sell. I've actually got my I've got a version of that joke which is I went shopping. I went to a a, a large city in the United Arab Emirates recently to do some shopping. All right, Dubai. Dubai. No, it was too expensive. Thank you ladies and gentlemen. Okay, here comes the next joke. But you know, my grandfather was a very controversial artist. Yeah, he designed the lions in Trafalgar Square. It doesn't sound very cutting edge, but at the time, that really put the cat amongst the pigeons. <laughs> my grandfather was what? My grandfather was an artist. In fact, he designed the lions in Trafalgar Square. So that the... Do you know Trafalgar Square in London? It's a very famous tourist spot in London. It's just opposite the National Gallery. Bank, Trafalgar Square, Nelson's Column. And there are big statues of lions there. Okay, so my father was an artist. He designed the lions in Trafalgar Square. Now, so what else do you need to know about Trafalgar Square? Well, also, less so these days, but certainly for a long time in the past, Trafalgar Square was famous for being full of pigeons. There were birds everywhere. Pigeons were... Pigeons used to cover Trafalgar Square. Not anymore. I think that the government, I don't know, they got rid of them. I don't know how they did that. But anyway, there aren't many pigeons there now. But it used to be the case. There were just thousands of pigeons all in Trafalgar Square. They all used to live there. Uh, So, um, all right. So those are the things you need to know. Lions, statues in Trafalgar Square, which was full of pigeons. Okay. My father was an artist. He designed the lions in Trafalgar Square. Yeah, but it doesn't sound very cutting edge, but at the time, that really put the cat amongst the pigeons. <laughs> it doesn't sound very cutting edge. Now, you know what that means. If something is cutting edge, it means it's like a really innovative, like something brand new, an innovative new thing that would like change things. You know, like, for example, the, the iPad was or the iPhone was was really cutting edge when it was released in what, 2000 and whatever, 2006, 
2007. It was really cutting edge, meaning it was right at the forefront of new stuff. So that's cutting edge. So he said, my father uh, designed the lions in Trafalgar Square. It doesn't sound cutting edge, but at the time, it really put the cat amongst the pigeons. Okay, so uh, if you put the cat amongst the pigeons, it basically means that you change the situation. You totally upset the situation. Imagine if you if you have like a big load of pigeons somewhere and you take a cat out of a box and you, you sort of release the cat into the pigeons. All the pigeons will fly everywhere. There'll be total chaos. Everything will change. So if you put the cat amongst the pigeons, it's, a, it's an idiomatic phrase that means that you do something which totally changes everything, totally changes the game. So, um, yeah, my father designed the uh, lions in Trafalgar Square. It doesn't sound very cutting edge, but at the time it really put the cat amongst the pigeons because obviously it changed everything. It was a really big design change, but also it literally put the cat amongst the pigeons because he put a lion in Trafalgar Square, which is full of pigeons. <laughs> Just please don't think about it too much. Just trust me. Listen to the audience laugh. I, You know, this, this proves my point, doesn't it? That uh, if you explain the joke, then it kills it. But just listen to the laughter. Doesn't sound very cutting edge, but at the time, that really put the cat amongst the pigeons. <laughs> so I said to this New Zealand bloke, I said, I'm going to a Swedish furniture shop. He said, does it look like Ikea? <laughs> oh, God. So that's an accent joke. That's an accent joke. Uh, so I, I told this New Zealand bloke, so we know that people from New Zealand have got a particular accent. And in fact, uh, the accent is is notable because of the vowel sounds. Uh, I've talked about this a little bit before. Like, for example, the word, uh, the, the phrase fish and chips sounds like fish and chips. Okay, fish and chips. Fish and chips, fish and chips. So the vowel sounds are different. So he said, I said to this New Zealand bloke, I'm going to, what does he said? I'm going to go to a Swedish furniture store. Furniture shop. He said, I'm going to go to a Swedish furniture shop. And he said, does it look like Ikea? Does it look like Ikea? So that is, (laughs) does it look like I care? Does it look like I care? Like, I don't care. Does it look like I care? I'm going to go to a Swedish furniture shop. Yeah, so does it look like I care? But in a New Zealand accent, a bad one, it sounds a bit like he's saying, does it look like Ikea? Uh (laughs) Edge, But at the time, that really put the cat amongst the pigeons. (laughs) New Zealand bloke, I said, I'm going to a Swedish furniture shop. He said, does it look like Ikea? (laughs) I said, I'm going to buy some furniture polish. He said, pledge. I said, I'll give you my word. I'm going to buy some furniture polish. You know what furniture polish is? If you've got some wooden furniture, you want to keep it all shiny and clean and nice, you buy furniture polish. It comes in a a sort of aerosol can and you shake it and then... You spray your furniture polish on the table and then you you kind of wipe the table and you make it nice and shiny and clean. That's furniture polish. Uh, the most famous, one of the most famous brands of furniture polish in the UK is called Pledge. That's just the name of the furniture polish, Pledge. But Pledge, as well as being the name of this product, is also uh, a verb. And if you pledge something, it basically means you promise something, Right. So pledge is a synonym of promise. So he said, I'm going I'm to buy some, some furniture product, some furniture polish. And he said, what, pledge? And he went, uh, I give you my word, which is another way of saying, I promise. Uh-huh. 
I said, I'm going to buy some furniture polish. She said, pledge. I said, I'll give you my word. <laughs> but you're probably all thinking to yourself, this is all very well, but when do we get to sing with you, Tim? Well, the answer is now. I'm actually totally deaf. I never thought I'd hear myself say that. <laughs> I'm actually totally deaf. I never thought I'd hear myself say that. All right, so I never, I never thought I'd hear myself say that. That is a fixed phrase which... You hear in the UK, this is like a phrase that people say in certain situations. Well, I never thought I'd hear myself say that. And you have to say it in that way, with that intonation. Well, I never thought I'd... I never thought I'd hear myself say that. And when do you say that? When do you say, well, I never thought I'd hear myself say that? Basically, it's when you say something... Well, it's quite simple, really. It's You say something that you never expected to say. I never thought I'd hear myself say that. For example, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, uh, okay, I said earlier in this episode that I hate, I, I, I really don't like natto, which is a certain kind of Japanese food. I, I don't like the way it tastes. And I've, I've never liked natto, all right? So, but imagine if uh, some Japanese people came and visited me and they were like, Luku, Luku sensei, I have brought to you some uh, natto from Japan. Please eat eat the natto, and I'd be like, oh, okay, okay, Hiroshi or uh, Setsuko or Narohiro. I don't know what your name is. Anyway, uh, okay, I will because it would be rude of me to refuse. So, okay, I will, even though I don't like natto. I'm going to eat it just because I like you. All right. Uh, so I eat the eat the natto, and then I'm and and in my head I'm I'm thinking I'm not going to like this. I, I never like I've never liked natto. Everyone knows I don't like natto because I always say I never like. I don't like natto. Anyway, yum, 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 eat, 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 nom, 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 nom. And then in my brain, I'm like, actually, wait a minute. That's really good. That's actually really nice. It's like an acquired taste. No, I really like that. And then at the end, you kind of say to them, you know what? You know what, Japanese guests from from the, the, the land of the rising sun? You know what? I actually really enjoy that. It's delicious. I never thought I'd hear myself say that. But that's del- that was delicious. God, did you hear that? I actually said that I, I, yeah, I like that. I never thought I'd hear myself say that, but it's true. So you see what I mean? See what I mean? Right? Um, yeah, you just say something that you've never said before and that you never expected to hear yourself say. So like, you know what? I'm, I'd really love to eat some natto right now. God, I never thought I'd hear myself say that. Or alternatively, it could be something like, um, I don't know, like if, if, uh, uh, if I won, uh, what would I win? I don't know. What would it be? If I won an Academy Award for podcasting, like they created a new uh, Oscar for best podcast and they gave it to me. And then I came home after the awards ceremony with my Oscar for best podcast. And I come home and I say to my wife, well, look at that. I'm, I now own and an, I've got an, an Academy Award. I never thought I'd hear myself say that. You know what I mean? Maybe that's a bad example. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think you get the idea. So, um, you know, actually, I'm deaf. I never thought I'd hear myself say that. Well, of course, he never, th- he literally never thought he would hear himself say that because he's deaf and you can't hear anything if you're deaf. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. I get to sing with you, Tim. Well, the answer is now. I'm actually totally deaf. I never thought I'd hear myself say that. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear myself say that. Um, right now, Tim is going to play a song. And the thing about this song is, it sounds like it's the introduction to the song, but then you realise it's just, that's the song. And it's called It's Easy. And you know the way that song structures work? Uh, 
songs typically will lay down a theme and the introductory the introduction will be probably about four bars long and you expect it to after four bars to begin with different lyrics you know and his song goes it's easy it's easy and then after four bars of that you think that the song is going to begin but in fact it doesn't it just carries on in the same way that's the joke this song is called Subtraction. Take it away. All right, there's another one. This call, this song is called Subtraction. Take it away. Okay, now, take it away is what you say in a performance uh, when you begin a song. And it's like saying to the band, start the song. Okay, take it away. It means let's start the song. All right. But the name of the song is Subtraction. So Subtraction is in maths. You know, Subtraction is when you take things away, isn't it? Like, you know, What's eight minus two? Well, you get eight and you take away two and you get six. So this song is called Subtraction. Take it away. Uh huh. Hit the music, please. I already know the one dance. It's easy. 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 Now, you might be thinking, all right, what's the gag? Because there's going to be a punchline at the end of this song about it being easy. You might think, what's, the, he's, what's he going to say at the end? Well, that was difficult. That's probably what you expect, right? I don't know. I mean, I think this isn't too difficult, this bit. Like the song, It's Easy. I mean, I think you got that, right? That you expected the song to begin and it's just the same. Um, but then after repeating It's Easy, It's Easy so much, of course he's going to say, well, that was difficult, you know? And that's exactly what he does. He says, oh, that was, that was hard work, which again is a phrase that we use all the time in English. Well, that was hard work. So if you've just done something that was difficult, typically, you know, your average British bloke is going to say, oh, well, that was hard work, wasn't it? <sighs> Bloody hell, that was hard work. For example, if I've just come off stage, or, or, or I could say that at the end of doing this episode of the podcast, because this has been rather hard work. I knew it would be. It's difficult to explain these comedy, these jokes and, and take them apart and try and help you understand them. So at the end of this, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm tired and, and a little bit exhausted. So I press, you know, press stop on my uh, audio recorder. Like, Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. Speak to you again soon. But for now, bye, 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 stop. And then I go, oh, that was hard work. All right. So that's a kind of a, a typical phrase that we use to, say, to mean that was difficult. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. easy. Blimey, that was hard work, wasn't it? <laughs> Blimey. Blimey, that was hard work, wasn't it? Blimey. It's just such a typical British bloke's phrase. Blimey, that was hard work, wasn't it? Whew. Blimey, which is like saying, it actually means God blind me. It's just a way of saying, uh, wow. I mean, it's an old-fashioned rude word. It's not rude anymore at all. Blimey, that was hard work, wasn't it? Oof. Yeah. It's easy. Blimey, that was hard work, wasn't it? 
Blimey, that was hard work, wasn't it? All right. Now, you might be thinking that. You might be thinking, blimey, blimey, that was hard work, wasn't it? Maybe. Or maybe you're thinking, it's easy. I don't know what you're thinking, but uh, I actually, I said at the beginning I would do 10 minutes of uh, Tim Vine's routine, but no, I'm not. I'm going to leave it at that. That was just three minutes of Tim Vine. That's the content that you can get simply from three minutes of his stuff. And it's... um. You can see it's very rich. It's very rich in in things like uh, little features of spoken English, not just double meanings in words, but also just really typical features of spoken English, like phrases like, well, I never thought I'd hear myself say that. And blimey, that was hard work. (laughs) Just those sorts of things. So the, the... the comedy is all based on your immediate understanding of these very naturalised uh, features of spoken English. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to stop there. That was a little introduction to Tim Vine, um, and I hope that you can continue to enjoy Tim Vine without my help. Um, and uh, I just also hope you realise that it's not um, it's not crap really. It's very good. It's it's genuinely very funny, and lots of people agree. Um, I, you should now check out the video of that uh, routine that you just listened to by going to teacherluke.co.uk. Find the page for this episode and watch the video. All right, because then you'll see him do those three minutes, and then you can watch the rest because there's like another seven minutes. There's another song in there. He even does like this really funny routine called Pen Behind the Ear, which is where he try he has a huge box full of pens and he tries to throw a pen behind his ear and he does it again well you have to just watch it honestly you have to just watch it okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna stop talking about tim vine um at this point um and uh and let you go and watch the video on the web page um other stuff yes don't forget to send me your photographs as part of the luke's english podcast photo competition uh, because I want to see your photos and uh, I really, really hope that you send in lots of photos because it'd be really cool. Imagine, right, this is what I imagine, uh, a page on my website with like a big slideshow, um, like loads and loads of photos from all over the world of different situations, even if they're really boring situations, I don't care. It could just be the inside of a bus or exciting things like, I don't know, it could be sort of uh, um, uh, flying a fighter jet or something like that. Or maybe you're... Um, uh, on a mountaintop or you're sort of, I don't know where you might be when you're listening to this. Surprise me, okay? Uh, imagine all those photos and everyone will be able to look at the photos and it'll be a really interesting insight into everyone's little personal version of what it's like when they're listening to this um, this podcast. Okay, send me your photos, podcastcomp at gmail.com. There'll be another episode of Luke's English Podcast in your headphones or your speakers uh, before too long. But for now, thanks very much for listening. And goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. The Force will be with you. Always. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.